0: So after our moment of silence for Wayne's dignity because he's going to watch Sucker Punch this weekend, this is CGM's podcast, Pixels and Ink. I'm back this week. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're just going to glaze over that, yeah. And move on. I am back this week, and uh, my mouth hurts, so I might not be talking as much as normal, which I don't get to talk a lot anyway, because it's Phil.
1: Hey, come on.
0: (laughs) And that's Phil.
2: No, it's true. Phil does most of the talk. He does do most of the talk. he's got the most interesting things to say. He has a lot to say. He's the
0: most interesting person And And he's the loudest, so. it's not
1: true. It's just because I have to talk about all the movies. You're so
2: much more interesting than the rest of
1: us. Oh, that's nonsense, guys.
0: We could just roll away from the table and let it be a Phil cast.
1: Yeah, that's true. I'd be okay with it. Yeah, I'd, you know, be so, I'd be so nasal.
0: <laughs> and of course, that's Wayne Santos, who's yeah. going to watch Sucker Punch. Who's going to watch Sucker Punch? I mean, I've seen it before. Like, who it bought? Like, okay, going, who I'm bought? It.
2: I bought Sucker
0: Punch. You bought Sucker Punch. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> you I almost know. got Sucker Punch with that mic. Well, that's
2: probably just Brendan's retaliation because of his di- distaste for that movie. Yeah, I just don't understand. And a lot of people don't like that movie. Yeah, mic, I just don't understand why. I, I like Speed gotta, Racer, okay? So it's
1: yeah, Speed is good. And I like Avatar.
2: Ugh. So... There you go. My taste goes all over the place. I'm trying. Wasn't horrible. You know,
1: Evil Dead. Yeah, no, that's good. I'm on board with that.
2: All right. So Prometheus was actually okay for me. So it's got its moments,
1: Uh. and then it's got, and then it's got some (laughs) horrible moments. But any movie that has that uh, forced surgery sequence in it is fine by me.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I, was I remember good. that.
1: That was good. That was really good. Yeah, the mechanized
2: yeah. surgery sequence in Prometheus was pretty
1: Absolutely. Nice. It was, was the whole like plot like and characters yeah. and stuff that was a problem.
0: You know what Wayne should watch? What's that? What should I watch? Guardians of the Galaxy. you haven't seen it yet. Oh, yeah, what get, the hell? Watch You're watching,
1: yeah. watching Sucker Punch and you haven't yeah. watched Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy? Yeah. What the hell's wrong with you? I <laughs> will yeah. get around to watching
2: Guardians I,
1: I don't think you will. No, I At this point? I definitely
2: will, just like I'm still going to watch Frozen at some point. Don't. i got to find out what Guardians that? Don't do that.
1: You really should, because at this point, you're the last one.
0: Don't watch it. It's really okay. awful. I love Disney very, very much so,
2: and I did not like yeah, Frozen. Bro, I don't
1: understand okay. Frozen either. That's not going to age well.
2: No. So should I just watch you know, Jupiter Ascending, since that seems to be like a hot new Disney princess movie? Wait, is that Disney?
1: No, no I'll get not. to that. Okay. <laughs> it's got kind of a Disney princess <laughs> angle to it. Really? Yeah, and among, amongst like dozens of other things.
2: All right. Does Mila Kunis see? No, she oh, doesn't. Oh, my really.
1: God. I
2: actually would like to see that. But anyway. We'll watch
1: start off... that crappy Wizard of Oz movie, then. Oh,
0: okay. Hey, I actually like that
1: movie.
0: Ugh. I hate the Wizard of Oz, but I did not mind Oz the Great and Powerful.
1: You you like that better than the Wizard of Oz? Yes. Are you yes, sure I you do. didn't watch Return to Oz? I'm sure. And this sure. is a horrible mistake. <coughs> no. Then I, I watched I no Oz the Great and Powerful
0: and enjoyed it quite a bit. And I hate
1: Wizard of now, Oz. Now, what drugs were you on?
0: None. Pure awesomeness. Were you sick? Nope.
1: Were you, like... Having sex and it was just on the background. No,
0: I paid full attention
2: alone
0: to
1: like, the this movie. Actually, doesn't make
2: any, sense. Like doesn't make
1: any yeah. sense. I, mean, I liked
2: that, it. it. It never actually occurred to me, but that could be a valid reason to like something that nobody else does. Yeah. You're having it sex to be playing in the background while you were having sex. Can you even pay so, that much attention to it? Like, that's, that's the thing. thing. No matter what, you know, it's like you're going to develop like you know positive emotional associations with it, assuming that the sex was good. Assuming it's loud right. so you can having hear the movie while it happened. Then it's a little bit like and it's going to be social I mean, experiments now,
1: You don't have to keep justifying why, why, you, like little, su- no. why you like Sucker Punch. You we're go. past that yeah. part of the conversation.
2: No, but I mean, it's like, you know, but, you know, conversely, if, you know, you were having terrible sex, then it can also, you know, create negative emotional connotations, like with Clockwork Orange and, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. Alex and, you know, like Beethoven. and Exactly. How, they took something that he loved and turned it into this horrible thing yeah. that made him I think, this,
1: I think this happens more often with music than so movies. It requires a lot of focus. So should we, we should ask our audience. And two hours.
0: Audience to yeah. write in with their opinions on the uh, sex. Does it make a movie good? Cutting?
1: Sure, actually. Yeah, that'd be great.
0: <laughs> I want to hear opinions and stories. Not <laughs> details, but uh, stories. I don't
1: think we're going to get any, but I, I'm yeah. really, really pro putting it out there just in case we do.
0: All right. Getting to news. Thank mm-hmm. you. Wayne, what you got? Well, well, I'll start. Can I start off with the Red Skull thing? Because it's hilarious. Okay, yeah, yeah, definitely. That, I did to... not see his name because I couldn't get past the picture. But a man has decided to turn himself into Red Skull. Mm-hmm. That means tattooing his face red and having part of his nose removed.
1: And surgical implants as well.
0: Yes. Okay,
2: so the fact that he's doing this now, I assume, is because he hasn't actually read the original Marvel comics. <laughs> and It's only been inspired by the Captain, Captain America American movies. Yeah. The only reason that somebody would do it now would be because they saw it in the movies.
1: I guess. But he's not even in the sec. I don't know. It's, there's something really wrong with this guy. First of all, why would you want to be a like Nazi fascist? Yeah. Surgically altered to be a Nazi fascist. It just doesn't make sense on so many levels. Did you see the picture yet, Wayne? Yeah. Ugh. Just. Ah. Oh, those crazy Venezuelans. Actually, Are, really upsets Wayne?
2: me. Henry Damon, age 37. Oh,
0: he's, I thought it was going to be something crazy, but it's just Henry.
1: No, his name's Red Skull now. Yeah, he I'm going to change it. it, right? To yeah, Red Skull David? Yeah. It's just, that's, that guy needs to stop. Like, I normally, I get upset when you see the people who got plastic surgery that look like, like Justin Superman? Bieber or Kim Kardashian or something, but this is a whole other.
0: Did you see the guy who got plastic surgery look like Superman?
1: No, but I can picture it and I feel bad for him.
0: Yeah. It's it shouldn't weird. be
1: done. You shouldn't do that. People shouldn't get surgery to look like other people. It never looks right, it's worse than a photocopy.
0: Yeah, well, you can't really look like Red Skull, I guess, no matter how much you really try, because it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Plus, he has facial hair, and Red Skull doesn't, so that's weird.
1: But mm-hmm. he's going as Red casual skull. Red Skull. It's like okay. Red Skull on his day off. Okay. Yeah. Woodman Red Skull, yeah.
0: when he's out on vacation exactly. at the cottage, exactly. chopping wood
2: mm-hmm. to burn his enemies. Red Skull chilling his enemies with the other refugee Nazis, mm-hmm. just talking about the good old days. Sounds like fun. Until Magneto shows up. And yeah, up.
1: it's only a matter of time before Magneto poops the party. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Kind of amazing
1: that Magneto never went after Red Skull. Okay. I found it hard to believe it didn't happen.
0: If you guys could have plastic surgery to look like a comic book.
1: I already said I wouldn't. I you wouldn't do, would. do it at all? No. Not Because it, it doesn't look right. If it were possible. To look like, not to look exactly like If it were possible but but to magically look, look like. No, because okay. okay. it's plastic surgery, okay. I'll look like a plastic If that I had a little resembles. pixie wand
0: and it can make you into. Make
1: me look like anything? Yes. I'm Michelle Piper Catwoman. <laughs> <laughs> For sure.
2: Oh, that's so legit. I love it. Just, just note the complete lack of hesitation. <laughs> yeah. He's already thinking Joe, about it. He, that, he knows. Just, yeah. It's an easy one. You'll never
0: leave your house, Phil. You'll be too busy playing with your own boobs.
1: I, I mean, you're saying it like it's a problem. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, Wayne. Well, I mean, if I can end up looking like anything thanks to this magic pixie wand, then I guess I'll probably just look like. Evangelion one from Neon Genesis Evangelion, and just be like a giant robot, just stampede through downtown and like shoot.
1: Fair enough. It is an answer <laughs> because
2: that, that's like definitely being <laughs> a giant robot would be like the coolest thing ever.
1: Mm.
0: That is definitely an answer.
1: Oh, I love giant robots. Mm-hmm. Wayne Big would times. be
0: a giant robot, and you'd be a sexy ass woman.
1: <laughs> that's right.
0: All right then. <laughs> In other news. <laughs> mm-hmm. What, you're not going to answer this
1: question? Well, yeah. You're going to you ask the it. question
0: but then not answer it? How is that fair? I'd be Morgan from Darkstalkers. Okay.
1: yeah, Fair enough. Mm-hmm. You right.
0: and I can go out together, Phil, and pick up all the men.
1: Sounds great. We should do that anyway. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, all right. we doing other news stories? Yes.
2: Wayne must have we'll some other news stories. for us. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. As far as other news goes, um, I don't think we actually got around to mentioning this last week, but now it is official that we're... Going to be saying goodbye to Joystick. Oh, uh, we said which, goodbye. Uh, which, yeah, yes. I, I think that makes everybody sad. Well, at least, you know, it's like people that, you know, it's like, like video game news. It mm-hmm. makes them sad because Joystick was actually one of the better video game outlets yeah. for pure news. Mm-hmm. Like they, they didn't put out, you know, like so much of the, you know, crazy video features like what IGN does these days. And, you know, they didn't necessarily cover all the Japanese culture the way Kotaku does. They were just like, you know, this is just news. Mm-hmm. It's all mm-hmm. just news. Here it is. And, now they're going to be closing their doors and they're going to be absorbed by Engadget. And um, as of next week, I guess, there'll sort of be like this Joystick X Engadget website, hmm. which will have the joystick name, but none the t- staff really to speak oh, that's up. So, so even though there's going to be video game related stuff on there, it's not going to be by any of the people that made Joystick when it used to be. It's like joystick in name only. Bummer. Um, that is a you know, bummer. Like, yeah, so joystick. she was the people who worked at Joystick. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know what's going to happen to those guys. I mean, you know, it's like the website as it is is just wrapping things up now with all of these retrospectives, and you know it's like looking back at you know it's like their favorite games and you know, all kinds of other things like that. But yeah, Joystick is basically dead. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's That probably is like the single biggest news in the industry, because you know it's like a lot of people like them, including their competitors, like uh-huh. you know, yeah. I talking to them all. We mm-hmm. like them. Yep, and we like joysticks, so you know, it's like, yeah. I visit Joystick like, every, I did, yep. it every day. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, it, it is sad to see that they're going to be disappearing, but, you know, it's
1: like, it, So it why did it happen, just change of ownership?
2: Not even a change of ownership, just no. the old owners just decided that, you know, they weren't so interested in maintaining, like, specialized video game website. They were owned by AOL. Oh, okay. Um, AOL has been cleaning house recently, yeah. and this is just one, one of the, the thing. many
1: things yeah. they're doing.
2: One of the results of that, you know, vicious house cleaning.
1: What a shame. So,
2: So, yeah, that's the big news. Um, As far as other big news, I'm super excited about this, and I'm probably the only one that's super excited Uh about this, but we got a trailer for Persona 5, and that's just like, yes, Mm -hmm. it it looks amazing. It's like, Uh I saw the trailer. (laughs) I'm a huge fan of that franchise. It's one of the few series, as far as Japanese RPGs goes, that has so far, never let its fans down. Uh-huh. And I'm hoping that they continue this because I was bitterly, bitterly disappointed by Final Fantasy 13. But you were I, really excited for. I we're... really wanted that game to be good, and I trusted Square, and that was a mistake because Square really let me down. Uh-huh. Not just with the first game, but with the subsequent two other sequels <laughs> that didn't need to happen. But they just cranked them out and milked that franchise for all it was worth anyway.
0: Okay, so we can't be excited for Kingdom Hearts 3 or we'll get screwed.
2: We probably will. Don't yeah, be excited. See, that's why I'm not excited right. for Kingdom Hearts we'll III or Final Fantasy XV. It's like, you know, so far, the only pleasant surprise that has come out of Square for me in the last few years has been Final Fantasy XIV. And even that sucked a lot when yeah. it first came out. And it took them a year of going back to the drawing board and fixing it before that one actually became good. About but it Raider? is good now. Didn't you enjoy Tomb Raider? Uh, yeah, but I don't count that as Square. I All right. count Crystal, that as like, Crystal Dynamics. Square bought, so... Okay.
1: Yeah. yeah. I have I have a video game news story related to this game I'm looking forward to. Okay. Uh-oh. Um, it's Mortal Kombat. Whee! Which I can't wait. And um Can I you heard
0: online and play The still? fans
1: are petitioning damn right. I heard that the You're fans right. are uh, petitioning uh, to get a, as a remembrance for the late lead singer Guar. They want yeah, him I to see. be in the game, which would be amazing. He would, and I really it, hope it, they would, do that. It
0: would fit right in. Well, it would be perfect, wouldn't, stuff, wouldn't
1: it? Yeah. Yeah. So, I really hope that happens. I don't think it will.
0: See, Wasted Kitten is not only excited off Mike for mm. Persona, but he would like R to be in Mortal Kombat. It'd be perfect.
1: I don't think it'll happen. It no, might. I don't think it'll happen. We'll see. Either. It seems a little late in the day. Yeah, they should be. To adding been, you know, a, an entire themed character asked for this involving a long time likeness ago. rights and so forth. But, yeah. Still, mm-hmm. I'm glad it's happening, at least. It's nice.
0: It's nice. It yeah. is nice. Yeah. Robin Williams is
2: in World of Warcraft, isn't he?
1: Oh, yeah, but I he forgot does about have that. A yeah, I yeah. so Robin Williams
2: does have a memorial in World of Warcraft. That's right. I'm still kind of amazed that he actually somehow found the time to play that game. But, uh, I'm
1: still kind of amazed that game's still going.
2: When you're depressed, when you have a it, lot of time on your hands. It is going, but it's going It's down dying. Steadily. You should hope so. At long last, yeah, I mean, it's like it took many, many years, but yeah. the World of Warcraft train is finally losing
1: steam. So. That's good.
0: For now. Mm-hmm. So maybe they'll come yeah. up with some brilliant
2: thing and. Okay. We'll start all and, over again. Um, my last bit of news is actually comic book related. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Um, and this one is, um, so Superman's got a new power. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah? This is, this is kind of interesting, so it's like, you know, yeah. So with the New 52 and the revamping of all of the heroes and all that, somebody over there decided, okay, let's switch things up with Superman, and he's recently acquired a new power, which apparently is just an extension of his heat vision, where yeah. his entire body now sort of becomes um a miniature sun and emits a massive solar flare <laughs> but when it does this yeah. his body is completely drained of solar energy and he is forced to be a normal human being for 24 hours really so this so it's is like their fail safe attack yeah so this is their attempt to try and introduce yet another limitation so that he's not some dude that's running around towing, overpowered and, yeah you know, flying faster than light speed and traveling through time and all the other stuff which he has done over the decades yeah it's just one more attempt to try and make him a little less omnipotent. Did yeah. he,
0: like, accidentally sneeze and set that off?
2: Uh, he was fighting against a similarly super-powered villain who was, like, at an equivalent power level to him, and, you know, it's like this just sort of came out in the heat of battle. And, so he could. Uh,
0: he could be holding in a sneeze, warming up, and then sneeze in solar flare.
2: Probably it'll take something a bit more extreme than a sneeze. But, uh-huh. uh, yes. He, he basically emits a solar flare and then afterwards is a mere mortal for one day afterwards.
0: I think this is when the sex issue comes up again, because so, I see that becoming a problem. Yeah.
2: Uh-huh. But, uh, yeah, that's it. Superman, after many, many years, finally son. has a new superpower. We'll see how long this actually lasts. I mean, yeah. He's a this, son. Yeah. This seems like one of those things that, you know, some writer, you know, much later on is just going to retcon again Yeah. It, just pretend it didn't happen. Does Any, does anything he, that
1: gives him some sort of weakness, I'm for, though. Yeah. That's the problem with Superman is there's, he, no, like, there's very rarely drama in those stories. Yeah.
2: Charge up? Is he have
0: to charge up before he can emit said solar flare? Yeah. So is there a period of charging where if well, you know? I think that's the
1: 24 hours.
0: No, no like charging before he actually. Shoots oh, off I see. I think
1: flare. it's just like the sweet, like, sweet rays yeah. of the sun. That yeah, I mean, him the, the first time powers. it happened,
2: it was because he was using his heat vision and, right. and he needed to amp it up, and he did amp it up. And I just to know if it went been... way beyond what he mm. was expecting and his entire body flared yeah so i think it's like
1: after the 24 this, hours though. it's yeah. charged and then it's just there waiting yeah. waiting, waiting yeah. to be let loose yeah. Yeah. all
0: right did i just sign weird with it I'm so, sure. yeah, there's,
2: mm-hmm. there, there's some actual comic book nerd news for you good times superman's got a new
1: power that's cool
0: though he yeah. hasn't had a new
2: power in how long like
1: many yeah. many
0: years
2: yeah yeah it's been quite some time actually yeah. unless you count the movies where he was doing no. all kinds of crazy we stuff. we don't count the movies time. he
1: has the plastic uh sword that he can uh, or s that he can Like a boomerang, yeah,
2: or you know, being able to replicate that's not a power, that's a weapon,
1: it's totally a power.
0: I guess you do have to have boomerang throwing skills, yeah, and
1: also like it reforms in the suit and everything, yeah, pretty magical. All right, I got some new stories as well. Um, first up. um. Okay, so yeah, Joss Whedon's been doing a lot of press for Avengers already, and he said this week that um, someone, he'd been talking about how he was planning on at least taking a hiatus, if not outright leaving the Marvel Universe uh-huh. after Avengers because he wanted to work on his own material, and someone said... I cannot said, blame him for that. Absolutely not. Yeah. And so someone finally asked him, well, okay, well, what is it that you'd want to do? And he said his idea was he basically wanted to do... A turn of the century, turn of the century Batman style style hero, but female, and he wanted it to be an action movie that said was it the cross Just like between, Buffy? yeah, sort of, but with no superpowers like so Batman. So when
2: you say turn of the century, you mean twenty first century? No,
1: turn of the yeah, no, no turn of the twentieth century. Turn of the twentieth century. Yeah, yeah, yeah oh, Okay, right. so
2: like somebody in like the teens or early yeah, 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 old oh, timing. Okay. Did Buffy
0: have superpowers? Yeah, she, she did. Yeah, yeah.
1: Oh. She had all sorts of crazy. I didn't watch the show. I ass it was kicking stupid. ability. No, it was great. And um, so yeah, it would be that. And then he said he wants the movie to feel like a cross between Samuel Fuller and Edward Gorey, which I'm all for. Hmm. Uh, Edward Gorey, I'm sure we all know who Edward Gorey is at this yes, table. Yes, we do. Right. And Mal, do you know Edward Gorey? You basically like a Tim, Tim Burton nine. type situation, oh. but a cartoon.
2: Major inspiration for major us. thing.
1: Awesome. Yeah, very morbid humor. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I know
0: like movies or books or something rather.
1: I just did cartoons. What cartoon? Like oh no, no 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 I mean like drawn comics oh. yeah yeah well yeah he did okay I the thing the, the thing me. you may have seen is you, the, they're sort of the most widely available Edward Gorey thing is the poster of the alphabet with a dead baby related to each letter it's pretty good anyway anywho and then Sam Fuller was a like 50s ex- basically the first exploitation filmmaker in the 50s so I that's a, that a good neighbor. that's a good combo to me I like the two of those I hope I hope he does it that sounds good to me it also sounds like something he may have just said out of his ass. In the middle of an interview, and we'll never hear of that again. Next up, uh, Edgar Wright, um, of course, no longer doing Ant Man, but he's got two projects lined up now. One is a movie he's going to direct about a get- getaway driver called Baby Driver, because it's going to be a kid, and That's it's going to be mostly car crash based, and I'm all for that. Okay. And, well, not a child, like a young person. And then. It would be better if it were a kid. It would be, but. Whatever. Or actual Baby. That'd be good, too. Yeah. Be like the sequel to Baby's Day Out. And then the next one he's going to do is... Uh, this one he's just writing. He's been hired to write a steampunk version of Oliver Twist. Which that sounds really I don't even know what to say about yeah. that. Okay. Yeah, that's really bizarre.
2: I would watch that, yeah.
1: But I'm just glad he's working and apparently working on kind of crazy stuff. So hopefully we'll see that soon. Next up, uh, they're doing a remake of Escape from New York, whether we like it or not. And apparently, of all people, uh, Emily Blunt, um, who was the um, lady ass kicker in Edge of Tomorrow, is going to play Snake. It's going to be a lady snake. Um, That was good. I don't even know what to say about that. What was good?
0: Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, it was good,
1: right? I like Emily Blunt a lot. But this just seems weird to me. At this point, why are we making Escape from New York at all? Why don't we just give her a a movie where she's a badass? Why
0: are we doing a steampunk version of
1: Aller Twist? Who knows any more films? Well, I don't think that's actually going to happen. It's just fun to say those words together in that order. Um, Next up, oh, yeah, there was the Daredevil Netflix trailer. Did you guys watch it? No. You guys suck. Um, Michael apparently did. Oh, that's good. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, the Daredevil Netflix series that I've been awaiting forever Oh wait, I did see. That. Yeah. yeah, and it's like
2: yeah, it's like all bleeding and stuff. And yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. We got your quick shot of the kingpin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: Look, King Queen from Behind. It looks straight up like The Man Without Fear, the sort of Daredevil year one story that Frank Miller did. And it looks very Frank Frank Miller y in general, minus the the sexism. Yeah, the
2: the guy who's doing the show said that he was heavily inspired by the Miller run. Totally. But I
1: I didn't know if that was lip service or not. And having actually seen it, it does look like it is going to be grimy and gritty. We Mm -hmm. haven't actually seen the full on Daredevil costume yet. Right now, it's just sort of a handmade thing. Um, because if they're doing the man without fear plot, he doesn't actually have the costume till the very end. Um, I'm still confused as to why a blind man would put so much care and attention into his costume. But that's neither here nor well, there.
2: Criminals are a cowardly, superstitious lot, and you know, it's like you need something to strike fear into their hearts. But and, would he even
1: an be? Omen, a, but you know, it's would it's like signal.
2: Very well, he shall become a bat. I agree, devil, but but but, what what ha,
1: but how would a blind man be aware of the effect a costume can have on a criminal's mind?
2: Well, I mean, he's a lawyer, right? I mean.
1: And there's have, a, so there's a lot so of, at, at some I point, guess in a superhero universe, he will so be taking like, a lot of cases So, so yeah, you, costumes, yeah, you seem yeah. to
2: think that, you know, it's like as a lawyer who is like talking to all of these criminals, all of these criminals considered, I'm not going to mention that I was visually intimidated by mm. a guy because he's blind and I think that would be rude. So point. I'm not going to mention it to him out of consideration.
1: Blind
0: people still want to look nice. Good Do yeah. they? Yes, I have Why? two blind parents. They trust me. They take a lot of care but, in their appearance. But
1: they're like, they had sight at a certain point.
0: No. Oh. My parents did not have sighted serum. They're
1: just straight up blind? Yeah. I thought yeah. they were like legally blind, but they can actually see moving no. around. My oh.
0: mom has a guy, they had guide dogs and white canes and all that. Oh, stuff. wow. My mom takes a lot of care in her appearance. Oh, okay. Trust me. All right. Okay. We just did a whole um, TV series or like mini series on fashion for people who can't see. Oh. Or with low vision.
1: Well, now I feel like an asshole. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Mel. You're welcome. Never mind. Forget that tangent. Um next up. And if
0: she was a superhero, I'd help her with her costume. As
1: you should, Mal. Don't be a jerk like me. Um and next up, oh yeah, there was a little uh interview with Ryan Reynolds I read today. <gasps> and he
0: wants an R rating, right?
1: Yeah, well no, they're talking about that. They want to try and get an R rating with Deadpool and it's gonna be a lower budget to try and accommodate that. But he said that he he confirmed in an interview that the only reason that the Deadpool movie is happening now is hundred percent because that footage leaked and the and the And fans wanted yeah, it. Yeah, and the the reaction was so strong the funny thing is he said that they like him and everyone involved in making that talked about leaking it for years but they were all too scared to do it that fox would give him shit and then just someone in fox did it without them and they couldn't be <laughs> happier about it which i thought was great and then they also asked him about the green lantern movie that was garbage and he said that um, to give an indication of, of how and why that went so wrong was that he actually uh, was cast and hired to star in that and there was no script but there was a start date in stayed in place. Wow. So that explains that, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh... You start
0: demoing movies like that more often see if they should actually put the money into making them.
1: <clears throat> it's not impossible.
0: Especially for big, big budgets like that. Or even small budgets. Yeah. Hmm.
1: So you want, like, pilot season for movies.
0: Yeah. I do.
1: I don't think that's going to fly, though. No, not but every I,
0: movie. Just, you know...
1: Just the big ones?
0: Ones that seem like maybe they shouldn't be made, like steampunk Oliver Twist?
1: That might be good. Who knows? Probably not. Um, okay, that's it for news on my I do a movie Thank you, reviews? Phil. No problem.
0: What did you see this week, okay, Phil? Okay, so I've seen
1: three things. We'll go through them one by one. Oh God! The first th- is called The Outcast. Not th- not it the stars uh, Hayden Christensen and, Chris- and Nicholas Cage. Why do I know that name anyway? A pair of, if he played Anakin Skywalker That's in I the Star I mean. prequels. <laughs> oh God! Um, and they play a pair of medieval knights in in China, oh, God. Um, who are who basically is a remake of uh, Hidden Fortress. They're s- escorting a princess. And as you do, it's garbage. It's total garbage. Aiden Christian hasn't gotten any better as an actor and in any way, cage shape, is or form. Cage. Nick Cage gets top billing, but is in maybe 15 minutes. I really? will say, I yeah, really definitely. I will say for sure, uh, Nick Cage is the best part of the movie because it's mostly incredibly boring, and then he shows up with gigantic, long, flowing hair, and he's supposed to be a character who's blinded, so he's squinting the whole time, and he just growls out all his lines. And I have to admit, it made me laugh but not in an intentional way. So, yeah, I'd say oh, Nicolas Cage. aside from those 15 sweet, sweet Nicolas Cage minutes, which will be on YouTube soon enough, uh, there's absolutely nothing positive to say about that. And don't even think about watching it. Next up, uh, Spongebob Squarepants movie. Just new one. On. <laughs> yeah, new Spongebob Squarepants movie. Uh, what, you don't like Spongebob? No. Why?
0: He's irritating us all sin. He's supposed to be. Why would you want to sit through half an hour of irritating this? It's
1: ironically irritating. It's Mel. Irritating. We laugh at it. No. And you're, do you not like Ren and Stimpy either? Not really. Oh, Mel. So disappointed And I didn't like you.
0: the Animaniacs.
1: So disappointed in you. Alright, anyway, I do like SpongeBob. And I'm shocked that like SpongeBob like. has been around for 15 years now. If you mm-hmm. can believe that. And still kicking, still second movie. And I thought this one was quite fun. Not as... Excuse me, not as fun as the first movie, but um, still very good. All right, so the plot is as basic as it gets. It's that plankton, plankton jerk uh, tries to steal the recipe for the Krabby Patties. Finally does, um, and the uh, ocean, the entire ocean cast are just in shock that they can't have access to these sweet, delicious crab burgers because no one knows the recipe and literally within an instant and one like the best visual gag of the movie it just turns to Mad Max times and everyone has uh, masks and bondage gear on no one knows what to do with it how to deal with it um at the same time Antonio Banderas plays a pirate in a live action plot and he's actually stole the recipe to have a food truck um with his pirate ship and so SpongeBob and the gang have to go on adventure to get back the recipe that takes them to space and to the real world where they do superhero things and um, so there
2: is a mix of live action and CG yes which they did in the
1: first movie too but this one more intensely what I really liked about this one is that when the animated characters go into the real world they actually it's still CG but they animated them to look like Mm claymation and it was a really really cool look interesting yeah which I really liked And, and yeah it's just as usual it's a movie of tangents and there's a lot of surreal humor for drug based audiences in particular i think the blew my mind is there's a sequence where they go inside spongebob's brain and they do a 3d homage to the um jupiter trip out in 2001 a space odyssey which like what really blew me away by it was was like here's a reference to like a 45 year old movie in a children's animated film and yet not only is it there but i wasn't surprised i was like oh yeah they're finally doing that and that's just how weirdly, consistently creative and strange the SpongeBob group has been. I've always been pleased with them. I don't, like, I'm not adamant about it. I don't rush home to watch SpongeBob. Every now and then I check it out and it's and I'm like, oh yeah, it's the same, that's fun. And then I forget about it for a long time and come back.
0: I bet he's lying, he plays a whole shelf of SpongeBob. I don't particles.
1: actually. I would tell you if I did, but I don't. Um, and uh, anyway, yeah, like this is not like a great film, but it is a ton of fun uh, if you like that kind of, Gently subversive Spongebob humor that They got going on Subversive is good And I do And yeah I had a really good time With it I was surprised I didn't think It was still gonna work I thought it had been Too long And they got on Far too long But it did it was So the show
0: time. is still on
1: Yep really? Which is pretty incredible yep. All things considered um, And yeah it's, They're still Kicking out the jams Alright And then finally We have Jupiter, Asc- Jupiter Ascending Which is the latest movie By the Wachowski siblings um, and how do I describe this? So, um, uh, Mila Kunis plays a illegal Russian immigrant living in Chicago who cleans toilets with her family of maids, does she and speak with a she Russian hates accent? her life. No, but her parents do. Okay. But she actually is Russian. All right. So she can do, Ru- she can speak Russian and does in the film. But mm. anywho, so she's got a crappy life and she doesn't really know how to deal with it, um, but she's always obsessed with space for whatever reason. Uh, her father was um, into astronomy, and she sort of seemed to uh, get it in the genes. And she's so obsessed with um, space that she decides she really wants to buy a telescope enough that she agrees to sell her eggs at a fertility <laughs> clinic to afford it. And then when she's there on the operating table about to have those eggs popped out, All the surgeons turn into aliens and try to kill her and then Channing Tatum comes in wearing rocket boots and he's playing a half-albino, half-wolf. Rocket boots! um, uh, Bounty hunter and he kills all the aliens and they have this massive action sequence over the skyline of Chicago, which is awesome. See,
2: this has sold me on the movie. And then already. they go to. I yeah, don't care it's a how bad time. the rest of the film is. That's already one. It was amazing. Over. And so. then
1: they go to meet Sean Bean because obviously he's in it. And Sean Bean lives in a house filled with bees because the bees are attracted to Millie Kunis, because that means that she's the queen of the universe, which she is, reincarnated queen of the universe. And then they kill some more people, and then they go to the deep space, at which point she meets her children. Um, of her from her previous life that are now millennia old, and she gets involved in a conspiracy, and they all try to kill her, and da 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 da. Everyone's got to fight for the universe. So, uh, it's very confusing, um, even more so than what I just described. Uh, it's a movie that's basically either characters in ridiculous costumes talking about the plot to each other, or stuff blowing up real good. But
0: balance within that? this
1: context, yeah, it was really good. The story is actually kind of clever. It is kind of like a twist on. The um the, they're, they're, the when they finally reveal what's going on, it is kind of an interesting twist on the like evil apocalyptic future of the Matrix. Um, and it is and much like the Matrix, this is sort of like another grab bag of everything the Wachowski brothers are obsessed with in the space opera mode, all in one place. So sometimes siblings, we'll, siblings. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, the Wachowski siblings, or just the Wachowski's. Um, and so basically, it's yeah, like a combination of Star Wars and Dune and heavy metal and. A little bit of The Matrix, How and is it like um, people wearing costumes talking about eight gazillion names you can't keep track of, that sounds going amazing. on and on it's and on an and on about mythology that you never quite see, okay, and um, okay. yep. and then, and then yeah, and, and then in a weird way, I do think it is also kind of like a Disney princess story as well, in terms from of from the if she's, a, if she's the queen exactly. of the universe, she's yeah, basically like Cinderella, exactly. but even more so. Yeah. Exactly, and she's, you know... So Very instead of the glass
2: slipper, it's her, like you know, yeah, recombinant based DNA. That's exactly. Her, does special. she uh,
0: does she ever go back to Earth? Or are her family worried that she's been kidnapped no, don't, and sold in sex slavery? No, don't, don't I'm not going to ruin that. Yeah. For you, they Mel? never, they never, you know, feel about the four family who think their daughter's I'm, been kidnapped and sold in the sex slavery. I'm not
1: going to get into that, Mel. But I will tell you this: um, in a movie with this much plot, you really think they would introduce her family unless it was going to come back? I don't even know. That's anymore. what I thought so um so yeah i'd say when the action's on it's amazing uh they, this is the first time they've done it in, in 3d i saw an imax in 3d and particularly that chicago action scene i was blown away by the visual stuff they were going on the majoskis are pretty are, are amongst the best in the game of staging action scenes and this is the first time since i guess speed racer counts um since they've gone for a full-on sort of blockbuster reaction thing and it is a ton of fun to watch It is also, like I said, a little placid and a little confusing, but that's also kind of part of the fun. Some of the performances are ridiculous, but in a campy way, and particularly Eddie Redmayne, who could very, very plausibly win an Academy Award in a couple weeks for playing Stephen Hawking gives one of the most ridiculous and histrionic performances I've ever seen, to the point where people were laughing in the theater. But because it's a movie with so little humor in it, that kind of adds to the charm, and I didn't mind all that. Plus, it's just insane. It's just batshit insane from start to finish. And you just have to sit back and kind of admire the fact that the Wachowskis were willing to make something this fucking crazy and go this far with that much money and try to do something. And, uh, yeah, overall, like it's re- it's pretty dumb and very inconsistent, but a lot of fun. It feels like the entire season-long arc of like a cult sci-fi TV series crammed in two hours. Um, and there's a great, great bit where the movie just stops and they do a like four-minute, very specific parody of Brazil. And then at the end of it, a Terry Gilliam uh, plays the last character. So it's That's super amazing. self-conscious, super wild, really. Really yeah. pretty, really cheesy, and has some amazing action, and I had a good time with it. I have to say.
0: Wayne will see it in a year or something. Yeah, <laughs>
1: that's I, his point, I'm always
2: why. interested in what the Wachowskis do, though. I mean, it's like an not an enough theater. to go into the theater, though.
0: Wait, your no, wife's going true. away soon, is not she? Uh, yeah.
2: You she can is. make
0: a trip to the theater.
2: There you go. Uh, will it still be playing then? It's hard to say. Kind of doubt it. Yeah. Really yeah. hard
1: to say. Yeah, but um, yeah, no, I recommend going to see it in the theater. It looks amazing. Am- am- they Obviously, spent spend a ton of money on this, and you can tell, and particularly, as I said, in IMAX 3D. It's one of the, yeah, it's one of those, I, I never even mention when movies are in 3D anymore, because it's normally nonsense, but this one actually, they do some really, really cool stuff with those effects, and I was pleased. And yeah, it's just a good time overall, as long as you aren't expecting it to be anything more than a stupid, big, expensive, silly thing. That's okay. So, yeah. yeah. I'm uh, totally okay with that. Recommend it, yeah. As long as you're not above seeing a movie where a guy wears rocket boots, then you're fine.
0: Didn't he wear rocket boots in Guardians of the Galaxy?
1: He did, but I mean, this is like
0: these are like cheesy '80s rocket boots. Yeah, all right.
1: yeah. Oh, Channing Tatum was also in Guardians of the Galaxy. No, Chris Pratt wore rocket boots. Chris Pratt wore rocket boots. That was at least for like space travel and stuff. He's Amazing. just doing it in like small rooms, even. You know what I mean? Wow. Yeah, it's good times. <laughs> good times all around.
2: Do you, you can get feel. bullet time or anything equivalent to that?
1: Um, I mean, there's some slow motion and stuff, but it's not, not quite that elaborate. Yeah. They're
2: no longer hell-bent on revolutionizing the action sequence with some new photographic
1: technique that everyone's no, like, going to rip off for years to come. Yeah, no, it's not like it's completely revolutionary mm-hmm. in its visuals, but, except okay. for, but they are extraordinary, and you can't actually see what's happening as opposed to most blockbusters, so okay. that's a big plus. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That is nice. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Phil.
1: No problem, Mel. No.
0: Have you been playing anything this
1: week? Um, not really. Um, but I, I still, I didn't talk about Majora's Mask I I, last week, and I don't know if I should this can. week either. I know I can technically, but shouldn't I wait till the week that it comes out to talk about it?
0: Oh, well, you can't. Your review's already up. Is it? Yeah. yeah. All right. The embargo, embargo is Tuesday. So okay.
1: So yeah, I played Majora's Mask there a bunch, and um, it's. I, I, I mean, look. Basically, whether or not this is going to appeal to you will come down to whether or not you enjoyed the 3DS version of Ocarina of Time, because it's the exact same deal. The same facelift, same 3D, all that good stuff. Um, I was very impressed by Ocarina of Time. I was very excited for this to come out, and it did, and it was exactly what I hoped it would. Um, I... Was I th- I think even actually I take that back I think that the upgrades in terms of the character design and the te- and the like textures and everything are even better on this one It's really really pretty especially that uh, evil moon that comes crashing down Oh yeah that looks so good 3D is amazing It's one of the most it's the most care they put into doing the 3D on the 3DS in quite a while and uh, it looks beautiful And then the game I've just always been incredibly charmed by It's you know it's a, a weirdo one-off in the Zelda franchise that, like, follows the conventions while not following, kind of fucking with them. And then it has that really, really, really cool uh, Groundhog Day repetitive effect, which can be frustrating, but also I find very creative, and they use it, and they've kind of, yeah, there's nothing else that's really quite done that the same way. And, yeah, I just had a blast going back through... And rediscovering this thing again, it really is a gem. And they did a fantastic job of making it look more contemporary and taking advantage of what can be done in 3DS that couldn't be done on the 64 while at the same ta- time retaining the core. Um, now, I have subsequently read that there were some sort of minor changes to help ease players into it because uh, the first one sort of notoriously just left you, just kind of assumed anyone that was going to play it had already played Ocarina Time and said, okay, the same deal, welcome aboard, mm-hmm. now we're going to fuck with you. I've heard they've made some slight changes to make that transition into playing it a little less jarring. I didn't really it had been it had been probably like 15 years since I played Majora's mask. So I didn't notice that specifically. Certainly the opening couple minutes were not the things that stuck and were never the things that stuck up in my mind the most about that game. So um, whatever they did, they did it subtly enough that it didn't bother me if you're a purist that have every second of Majora's mask uh, memorized, then you have bigger problems than this, and you should get help. Um, but otherwise, I, yeah, I really recommend it. Uh, I really, really recommend it. It was fantastic. Can you give it and, a nine?
0: Yep. Bill enjoyed. That's all you need. Yeah. It's a great game. Yeah.
1: You've played Majora's Mask, right, Mel?
0: No? Nope, I hate Zelda.
1: You're wearing a Zelda t-shirt right wow. now.
2: Yeah.
0: I like Link as a character. I don't like the games except Hyrule Warriors and um, the one for the Wii. The shooter? No, the one we fish with the Wii mode and stuff. Like, they're the launch one Princess. Twilight Princess.
1: That was a Zelda game.
0: Yeah, so I like those ones. I like that one and Hybrid Warriors. Have I you not
1: played th- the others? Because they're kind of the same.
0: <laughs> I didn't find Twilight Princess to be as uh, draining as the other ones. Like, I've really them, it's like
1: longer than most of them i found it more i didn't grainy.
0: find it as boring i guess it's because maybe because it wasn't eight bit are you
1: sure it's not because maybe you were older maybe
0: maybe it's because i was older and i had a longer intriguing. span
1: intriguing yeah. okay
0: but yes when i was younger the zelda games seem
1: i agree i found like i never got into them on the, the nintendo or super nintendo and then yeah. by the time i was 12 when they hit the 64 i was ready to like dig in and yeah, put you play it, some like effort into the it. Past, though, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, no, I went back and redid okay. some. Yeah, 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. I never really went
0: back. I kind of, I used to try them out, and they were yeah. just like, search every room of every castle in all of this land. I was like, yeah. hell no. Yeah. I love that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I hate I, that yeah. stuff. That's why I don't play JRPGs. So I'm like, no, this yeah. is my life. I do not want to spend real time walking across yeah, this world something are,
1: stupid. Zeldas are more, they're not as fast as that. That's why That's I true. like them. Yeah. They're a little more guided and a little more focused. Um, yeah, I've never finished the original Nintendo one, but yeah, I did Link to the Past. and What was the weird one on the Game Boy where it was like all a dream? You know the one I mean though, right? Yeah. Where, where the twist was that it was all a dream of mm-hmm. an animal and an egg? Anyway, it was it was mind blowing when I was thirteen. There's
0: a lot of Zelda titles. If You there ever are. looked at them? There's there tons.
1: So. What was that called? That's really bugging the hell out of me. Anyway, whatever. It's good. Get it.
0: Yeah, maybe I'll. No, I'll, I'll never go back and play the first one. It's too too much, too long. Perhaps I will try this you should one. Play
1: Erquan of Time. It's great, on the 3ds.
0: Actually, I might have the patience for it now. Yeah, I, I think might. you would. I it's, might.
1: There's there's not. It doesn't require a lot of patience. I did it's enjoy not Twilight like Princess. JRPG. So. JRPG. Yeah. Yeah. And that'll help a lot. It's
0: like it's even for yeah. me playing Pokemon was incredibly painful because it's just like, oh God, there's just this is so boring. Yeah, why do I, I keep playing this? I played through three Pokemon games. And I don't know why.
1: I never played Pokemon. I never got it. Link's Awakening. Link's Awakening. Thank you. That was it. He's not really at
0: it. Whew. Should have given it away with my title, Phil. Link's Awakening.
1: Whatever, Mel. A... You told me you didn't like Zelda while wearing a Zelda T-shirt. Uh, I'm not. I'm not the I'm most sorry. egregious. He's blowing into in this. a
0: cartridge. That's why it, this is awesome.
1: That's such a specific Zelda oh. reference, though. The whole yes, thing. Yes, I know. It's... So don't fucking.
0: I'm aware of the reference. Thank you, Phil. Yeah, no problem. But yeah, I couldn't get into the first Zelda games, like Twilight Princess, like Hyrule Warriors.
1: You should try Ocarina of Time again. I think you'd like it a lot on the 3DS. I'll try it. You're not gonna try it.
0: I'll try it when you become my friend on, Ninten- on uh, the Wii.
1: Okay, I guess it's not happening, man.
2: There
1: you go. It. I'll become your friend on the Wii, Mal. I just- nope,
0: giving up. Wayne. <laughs> what have you been playing this week?
2: Oh, uh, well, the big one was episode two for Game of Thrones. Yeah, uh, yeah. The okay. Lost Lords, which you also don't care about Squ- that. <laughs> But it was good. Phil I just, just like,
0: literally rolled away from the table. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I
1: just don't care. Although I saw that they were playing the premiere episode of the new season in IMAX, which is bizarre to me. Okay. Yeah. i don't uh, have to take your word for it since yeah. I'm not actually... Like, yeah, you don't go to theaters, to, like, yeah. You know, the TV
2: series proper, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah, but episode two was good. I really can't talk about it too much since... You know, spoilers. Spoilers and all that sort of thing, but... Um, like a typical episode of Game of Thrones, it ramps things up. There are twists and turns and betrayals and people going like, you know, it's like, oh my god, that wasn't supposed to happen. Oh my god, I like him or her or whatever. So, I would say um,
0: boobs, butts, and blood.
2: But uh, That's yeah. That's Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. It's, it's one of those things. It's If you weren't quite sure whether to get on board with this and buy the season pass, episode two will probably convince you it's worth buying the season pass. If you've already got the season pass, then you're all set. Episode two is really, really good. Um, and we'll, you know, like any good dramatic serial television, just leave you wanting more when you get to the end of it. Because stuff happens. Really cool, tense, you know, it's like stuff that drives the narrative forward. And I really don't want to say anything about it because people should experience it for themselves.
0: Wayne will not say anything about it, but his full review is on CGMA. Which also does not
2: have any spoilers, so...
0: Win's really so good at doing po- spoiler-free stuff. Yeah, so yeah, it's however, a spo- it's a
2: spoiler-free review, so you can read the review and it won't give anything away. It's fine.
0: You did play another episodic game this week, didn't you?
2: Um, are we talking about Life is Strange? Um, yeah, I didn't review that. Um, no, you don't have to review it to talk okay. about it. But yes, I did play that, and um, I actually think um, that in a weird sort of way, Life is Strange has sort of become uh, has the potential to become like the John Hughes of video games. Because it's like, you know, I sat there and I played it and it actually did a good job of nailing the life of a teenager. I saw a lot of stills that looked very mundane. In (laughs) interactive video game form. And, you know, it's like, and I was sitting there and I was playing the game and it just occurred to me, it's like, you know, wait a minute. This actually does kind of remind me of back in the 80s when, you know, it's like they made a lot of movies that teenagers would go to, but they didn't actually make very movie, you know, a lot of movies about teenagers until John Hughes came along with like you know The Breakfast Club and Pretty in Pink and Sixteen Candles and you know it's like um, all the Molly Ringwald you know, movies, you know, the mm-hmm. Molly Ringwald movies and all that, which they actually reference Molly Ringwald in this game. So I'm like, Do okay, it? somebody's done their homework because there was a Pretty in Pink reference in there, which made me very happy. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I like the fact that it actually you know takes the time to you know like get players into the head of a very talented but, you know, massively insecure girl who's really unsure about her own creativity and because she's surrounded by all of these other people at this creme de la creme school, you know, she's got massive, massive doubts about whether or not she's going to make it when she's surrounded by so many other talented people. And I'm like, okay, I think that a lot of people will actually be able to relate to this, you know, especially when it gets into, they address things like, you know, bullying and, you know, cliquishness and, you know, it's like all the other stuff that teens have to go through regardless of what decade they're in. And um, you know, it's like it—it it does it in a video game, and I really just don't know of many other games that have actually taken the time to look at teenagers and say, or "Okay, the bully. here's the stuff that you're going through." Well, the bully was satire, right? I don't know whether it—you know—really. So, don't you have me.
1: magical powers in this one? Yes, you do. Oh. You do. Have totally well. like well, come on, then, Wayne.
0: It's That's not what high school's like. I want to see them make a game about the untalented girl. Who's yeah, but it. I mean, it's like, you, know, you
2: can say the same thing about Twin Peaks and yet at the yeah. same time Twin Peaks nailed small town life and despite the fact oh, that yeah, it was yeah, crazy no, and all you. surreal and all I'm life. just fucking with you, yeah. Wayne. I hear you. So, yeah. Uh, although they also acknowledge that Twin Peaks was an influence on this game and you can totally see cool. it because it really does seem like, you know, there are characters within this small rural Oregon town that they have their secrets and there's something going on and it's only the first episode so you know it's like a lot of stuff is being set up but Mm -hmm. yes this girl does have the ability to rewind time like a certain prince of Persia and um, it's kind of interesting the way they mess with it because they they do it in small ways right now there doesn't seem to be any downside to the ability to rewind time because it's like you know she makes a mistake she says the wrong thing or she does the wrong thing and she can just rewind time and Say or do the right thing, and you know get praise for it. But you know this being an episodic game, you know that sooner or later down the line, this isn't going to be an ability with all pros and no cons. Mm-hmm. So I'm really, really interested to see how they you know, mess around with the time rewind prospect mm. and make it look like you know, it was like no, this is actually like you know, an horrible thing when it's misused, and I'm mm. sure that's going to happen.
1: What about the Beavis and ButtHead adventure games? Those did a are a pretty accurate reflection of teenage life.
2: I will have to take your word for it, having never played. Really? It. Oh, I they didn't were even great. Know that there were Beavis. Oh, and they were butthead great. Oh, Mike Judge
1: okay. like wrote them and did okay. the voices and everything. God, they were good. Okay. I think it was called "This Game Sucks," something like that. All right. I mean, they didn't go for subtlety with those titles. Yeah, but great game though is what you're saying about this. About this um, yeah,
2: game. I mean it's it's um it's an adventure game, you know that. Uh, actually, has an interesting story. The only thing that I don't like about it is, um, Maxine Caulfield, She's the heroine. You know, it's like her best friend is her complete foil. Um, her name is Chloe Price, and she's supposed to be like you know this rebellious hellion, mm. and. They tried too hard to make her seem edgy and cool, mm. and um, her voice actress, who is um, actually portrayed by like Ashley Birch. I don't know if you're familiar with that name, but it sounds familiar. She's but I'm like not, Tiny uh... Tina in Borderlands. Oh, Okay, um, and she also like you know appears in a bunch of you know it's like web videos, comedy videos called Hey, Ast- What You Playing? Mm-hmm. Um, so she's known primarily for being like you know a, a goofy, jokey comedy sort of actress, mm-hmm. and they've cast her as Chloe Price and. She does not really nail the role. I mean, she, she says things like, you know, this is, you know, it's like hella cool. And she says it in a very bad way that makes it sound like an older person trying to act like a teenager but not really understanding how teenagers say these things but giving it her best shot. And it <laughs> really just comes off as inauthentic. So, I mean, it's like, you know, I've seen quite a few people whose reaction when they get to the Chloe Price character is like, you know, like teenagers don't actually talk like that. <laughs> and this could be because Don't Nod, the um, studio is French. So again, there could be that disconnect where they really right. don 't get American teenagers um, right. they didn 't have that problem with Max Caulfield because she is an introvert who's you know very out of it and so doesn 't resort to teen slang or anything like that but because Chloe is supposed to be like you know edgy and with it quote unquote i, I guess don't nod just kind of fell very badly on their faces when they did it, and i don 't know who to blame it 's like i don 't know if it 's the fault of don't nod themselves or it's the fault of the writer that they got or it's the fault of the person that was directing the voice actors or maybe it was just ashley bridge herself Mm. whatever the case was max caulfield is great she's believable she's very relatable but every time they have a scene with chloe price trying to prove that she's this tormented rebel it just falls flat on its face and that's like you know the only serious um Criticism that I can level at the game is that mm-hmm. if this is supposed to be five episodes and this is supposed to be the story of Max and Chloe, then you've got a lot of problems if you know Chloe is so unconvincing, you know, right from the get go with episode one. It's mm. the only thing that I'm worried about with this game. Everything else seems pretty interesting at this point, but we'll have to see how it goes. I don't cool. even
0: think teenagers say Hella anymore. Yeah. But she said does. that was our generation. Yeah. She, she says, says
2: Hella. That was part. She frequently says Hella.
0: Yeah, I don't think that's a thing And it, it bugs me. Now it's, okay. like, yeah. stupid thing. toads and things and, and crap.
2: And oh, yeah, Dietz. Yeah, that's right. Dietz is definitely a... You know, and, you know, some of the other teenagers are, like, you know, once again, um, inauthentically using the phrase bra. Yeah. <laughs> that's also a
0: South Park. Did they just watch South Park I, and take I, all the slang I, uh, from, like, ten years they, ago? Maybe they did. I mean, like,
2: you know, that that's the thing. This, this is a French studio, mm-hmm. so... All of their familiarity with American culture has been filtered through American TV and movies. So they're, ten basing, years ago, apparently. Yeah, they're basing their interpretation of American culture from media, which is already distorted to begin with. So it's kind of interesting to see, yes, this is how certain people in France think that Americans are like. Interesting. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then you know, you get something like, you know, sleepy dogs, where it's like, okay, so this is what Asian people in America think that Asian people are like <laughs> in Hong Kong, where everybody knows kung fu. So it's like, wow, so even Asians themselves fall into the stereotype of like, you know, well, I'm just an Asian guy living in North America. But I think that everybody in Hong Kong knows Kung Fu. And in Sleepy Dogs everybody does. So
1: <laughs> they do, right? Yeah.
2: Oh well I know Kung Fu, yeah. Yeah, so I always okay. assume
1: yeah. that's why I don't I fuck with every you, Asian knows Kung Fu. It's is a genetic
0: yeah. thing that happened. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, to quote They Call Me Bruce, take a good look at me. I'm Oriental.
1: Mm -hmm. If anybody even
2: remembers that movie.
1: Yeah, it's Dragon, right? Hmm? Dragon. No, no,
2: no. The movie was called They Call Me Bruce.
1: Oh, so it's not the biopic of Bruce. No, no, no. no, 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 no. There was
2: a movie back in the 80s called They Call Me Bruce, and it Mm. was about an Asian guy in America that bore just the vaguest resemblance to Bruce Lee. And oh, so any Asian man. Yeah, yeah basically any yeah. Asian male. And so he went around intimidating people by intimating that he knew Kung Fu just like Bruce Lee. And then eventually, because this was a comedy film, he you know, had to step up and actually learn Kung Fu and mm-hmm. realize that you can't just talk smack. You know, Eventually, you have to step up and deliver, and he did learn Kung Fu and yada, yada, yada. That sounds pretty but good, But it is actually, called yeah. They Call Me Bruce. You can check it out. I will. Yeah. And the opening scene in there is that you know, he's about to get mugged, and then he gives this huge monologue about... You know, with this foot, I can break your leg. With this fist, I can, you know, it's like cut your throat, take a good look at me, I'm Oriental, and then the guy goes and runs away. So it's They Um,
0: Call Me Bruce, because My Name is Bruce. It's Bruce Campbell's movie. Yeah, Mm -hmm. this one is called
2: They Call Me Bruce. Yeah. Yeah. So you can check that one out. Mm -hmm. I'm actually kind of surprised that Phil hasn't heard of it. Yeah, yeah, it's an
1: 80s comedy? Yeah.
2: Phil's
0: got some watches this
1: week.
2: It's either early 80s or late 70s. You know, it's mm. somewhere in there, but it's called They Call Me Bruce. I'm
1: going to look into it. Yeah. For sure.
0: Thank you, Wayne. Have you right. played anything else this week?
2: Um, I played, oh my God, I, what is the full name for this? Hyper, Hyper Dimension. Dimension Neptunia Rebirth 2, 2. Sisters Generation.
0: Yes. That's, On the Vita. We can, we can just blaze over that.
2: It it it's the same game that it was on the PS3 but now it's Console it's on the Goddesses. P- yeah. It's it's Console Goddesses fighting for psychic shares so that they can ensure that their particular console religion is the dominant one. Only okay. they all get captured and now it's like their little sisters that have to free them. All right then. So yeah, that's the game.
0: Thank you. <laughs> I think that's it for us this week and we'd like to apologize if you had any trouble with our site this week we were attacked by zombies and uh, the site kept going down. Cuz it's dying light that's what did it. Zombies from Dying Light attacked the site. It kept going down. It should be stable now. If you have any troubles with it, just email us and let us know. Of course, on cgmagonline.com, you can find Wayne's full review of Game of Thrones, Hyper, ne- Hyper Dimension Neptunia Rebirth 2.
2: Sisters Generations.
0: Sister Generations. His editorial about how we need more games like Life is Strange and Reed's review of Life is Strange. You can also find Phil's review of Jupiter Ascending. hmm And his full review of Majora's Mask 3D. That's correct. So make sure you check out cgmagonline.com. Of course, also on all the social media and Twitter, that's at CGM+. Plus, Phil?
1: I'm at that Phil Brown.
0: Wayne is Real Wayne Santos, and I'm K-I-X-X-E-N, Chaos, K-I-X-X-E-N-Chaos. And Brendan is B-Fry26. There's also Google+, Plus where you can find us, which is google.com slash little plus sign cgmagonline. And there's also Wayne on Google+, plus and really nobody else.
2: Yeah. And that's just the way I like it. And there's mm-hmm. also
0: Facebook, facebook.com slash comicsgamingmagazine. We'll be posting a contest so you can win a code for Dying Light. Isn't that exciting, boys?
2: Yep. Ooh, Dying Light.
0: They're excited. Yeah. So well, make it seems sure like
2: our reviewer liked it, actually. He um, did. He dunk. actually did, like, did it. like it. Yeah. He
0: did like it. I actually yeah. look forward to playing it now, now that I have it. But yeah. he no. doesn't like anything. That's true. Wait, wait. What did he not. Wolfenstein. That's what he nominated for Game of the Year last year. That was violent in hell. Because
2: it was dark. Cause it was dark. it's going to be America hey, if he ever nominates a game of the year that's this the
0: year time. he doesn't have Diablo to nominate right no,
2: it's he won't be able to
0: nominate no, Diablo no for Diablo. the first time in
2: like three or four years he can't nominate Diablo it's <laughs> be interesting yeah. I look forward now to December just yeah. to see yeah. what he picks no, see now that we've said it though they're going to come out with an expansion it's going to be mobile no, it'll that. be Diablo 3 on your phone yeah.
0: <laughs> of course that's it for us this week and we'll hope to see you next week